This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Lord God, as we come to you today, we just want to thank you for, for all the blessings that you give us, from family and friends, to hobbies, gifts, talents, abilities, to our, to our homes, to our cars, to our favorite toys, our, our pets, our animals, all those things. We want to thank you most of all, Lord, for the blessing of you. Help us to enjoy you. Amen. I'm going to share with you Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, and it says this, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Last week... Right before our nine o'clock service, our security director came to me and he had a concern and it. it was nothing about security or anything like that. But he came to me and he said, you know, I live in the neighborhood and so I drive up and down Loomis Road a lot. And when I'm driving up and down Loomis Road, it's like I always see your car here. Mm-hmm. So question I have for you is, if you had an extra hour a day, what would you do? I think a lot of us would say, sleep. You know, I'd love an, an extra hour of sleep. And, and I think if you asked me that, I would probably say sleep too. But I know myself. And I know that if I had an extra hour every day, that most likely, some way or another, I'd find a way to do more work. You see, I think, I believe, that the, the mission of Jesus Christ to seek and save the lost is the greatest and most important mission in the history of the world. And when I'm told that there's going to be 2.2 billion more people alive in 2050 than they are now, what I think about is how am I going to set the way, how can I be in that, pave the way so that those people, those 2.2 billion extra people can spend eternity in heaven and not in hell. And so you put that together with what my personality is like, okay? And no comments. I'm just going to just going to read to you a, a, a snippet of it. It says people like me, they are happiest when they are productive, active, and busy. Their fast-paced mental energy driving them to explore new opportunities at every turn. Uh, In other words, I really struggle to slow down. If I'm not doing something, I'm bored. Okay? And because 
I've always got to be doing something or think that I always have to be doing something. Here's the thing. I get exhausted. And some of you know this, right? When you're exhausted, you really don't do a whole lot productive, whether it's about the greatest mission the world's ever seen or not. And so today we're continuing our series, Renewed, And today's teaching is rest over exhaustion. And when we were making up this series, I knew this needed to be a part of the series because I knew that so many of our families are just running around hurried and there's one thing after another. There's hardly any still or, or quiet time. So I knew this needed to be a part of the series. And when we're making up this series, I'm just going to be honest with you. I thought about manipulating the series so that I wouldn't have this teaching. And when I told the the leadership team members that I talked to this week that that this was the, the teaching for the week and that I was going to be doing it, they all laughed. They thought this was going to be great. And so here I am because God has a sense of humor and because God cares for us and loves us more than we ever get. Here I am and here you are for God's divine appointment for us on rest over exhaustion. Why does God want us to have us, as the scripture would say, why does God want us to have a Sabbath? See, do you, do you ever get exhausted? I mean, do you, do you always have to be doing something? Is your to-do list unrealistically long? Are you never finished? Are you always in a hurry? Have more than a couple of people told you you need to slow down? On your day off, do you sneak in a little bit of work, some unfinished business, or do you even have a day off? When you go on vacation, do you do work on vacation? Or do you even take vacation? Or like me, does your spouse send you an email on being a workaholic on the Monday before you're going to teach on rest over exhaustion? Again, work is good. It's good to have things to do. It is not good when there's too much to do, when we get too busy. The Chinese pictograph for busy, as in being too busy, is made up of two characters, right? The first character is heart, and the second character is death. When we're too busy, we're actually killing our souls. You ever get exhausted? What, what exhausts you? You know, check this one out. How about judgmentalism? Judgmentalism is so exhausting. 
We have to filter all the comments, especially if they're comments from, from the other side or that other party or that other person that we don't agree with because, you know, even if it sounds right, even if it is right, you know, we've got this filter up. There's got to be something there. There's got to be a yeah, but they're hiding from us. Judgmentalism is so tiring, so it's like putting up a wall. We got to keep the wall up. We got to make sure it's, it's secure and tall and wide and, and thick. Sometimes some of us, we can't understand how judgmental people are. And so we just judge them. Here's the thing, when, when you and I, and again, I'm, I'm not talking about wisdom or discernment. There is right and wrong, but I'm talking about judgment. And judgment is, is when you want the other person to be crushed, to be destroyed. Understand when, when we grab onto grace, when we get grace, there's no room whatsoever for judgmentalism. Judgmentalism is exhausting. You know what else is exhausting? Misplaced identity. In our culture today, the, the way that you and I are tempted to misplace our identity anyway is, is one of two ways. My identity, my worth, and my value is based on what I do or what I have. And since our identity is based on what I do, if that's us, then we've got to do and do and do. We can't stop. Otherwise, we don't have any worth or value. Or if our identity, our value, our worth is based on what we have, we got to get more. We got to have more so that we can see ourselves as valuable, as worthy. And you know, no matter who you are, you know that you can't do everything and, and you can't have everything. And, and so you know what that means too. It means we've got to hide because I can't do everything. I've got to pretend. I've, I've got to hide. I can't have everything. It's to pretend or, or hide. And it's so exhausting try and do everything or have everything. It's so exhausting to hide. You know what else is exhausting? Our pet sin. Our, our pet sin is, is kind of like our, our favorite animal, our, our pet dog, right? We wake up in the morning and we're thinking about the dog. We've got to let the dog out. We've got to take it for a walk. We've got to pick up after it. We've got to feed it. Sometimes we, we take off work to, to go home at, at lunch to take care of the dog, to let it out, to feed it, to pick up after it. Same thing in the, the evening when we get home. We've constantly got this dog on our mind. We've got we to take care of it. We've got to feed it. We've got to pick up after it. When we go to bed at night, last thing we do, we've got to let the dog out. Our pets then, it's so exhausting. It's with us when we wake up in the morning. It's with us during the day. It's, it's with us in the evening. It's, it's with us at the, the you know, nighttime. And, and we've got to pick up after it, right? Because we know it's wrong. There's this guilt and shame, but we just, it's just, we just can't let go of it, right? And, and it's so exhausting because we know it's wrong, but we want to go to God. And we go to God and we go, God, you got to make this one okay. And we exhaust ourselves pleading with God to make our pet sin okay, to change his mind. Once you know, he's, 
not going to change his mind. I'll just add one more because this isn't an exhaustive list of exhausting things because that would be exhausting, right? COVID. We got COVID fatigue. We're sick of it. COVID numbers, COVID testing, COVID vaccines, COVID guidelines, COVID mutations, COVID quarantines, COVID hospitalizations, and, and worst of all, COVID deaths. Why does God want us to have a Sabbath? Because our lives are full of exhausting things that pull us away from him. A day or a time of rest helps us move away from that illusion of invincibility from that uh, illusion that, that we have to be a part of, of everything. For, for some of us, that's known as the fear of missing out. So many of us, the reality is we're just way too busy to have emotionally and spiritually healthy lives. Uh, again, the, the problem isn't that we have a to-do list. The, the problem is, is when there's too much on the to-do list. Lynn Babb, the, the author of Sabbath Speaking, says, I didn't know I was allowed to rest. I know that message is for more than one person here today. For more than one person worshiping online or in the archive. It's okay to rest. And so into our exhausted lives, God says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, Neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The Lord rested. God rested. But God doesn't get tired. He doesn't slumber nor sleep. So, so what's it mean that he rested? The word Sabbath, what its real meaning is, is to cease, to stop. So God stopped. See, on day one, God looked over everything. He says, good. Day two, does the same thing. Looks over everything. It's good. Day, day six, he looks over all of it and he says, it's very good. And so on the seventh day, he ceased. He stopped. He finished. It was completed. He looked over everything and enjoyed what he had done. And so he Sabbathed. He stopped. It's so hard for us to stop. 
was reading an article in magazine Psychology Today, and, and what they did is they had a big group of people, and everybody had to take a, a survey. And when they were through with the survey, they were given two options. You could drop your survey off uh, down the hallway, or you could drop it off at another drop box that was about a 15-minute round-trip walk. Okay. So let's say I, I give you a, a survey, and you take it, and, and you can drop it off close by, or you can drop it off in what would take like a 15-minute walk. Where are you going to place your survey? But there was a catch. Okay. For those who dropped the survey close by, they had to wait there 15 minutes. And when they interviewed everyone after it was all over, those who had to stop, those who had to remain idle, those who were not busy walking, they were less happy because they had to stop. It's so hard for so many of us to stop. And when I say stop, I'm not talking about like a California stop. Do you know what that is? A California stop is when you're, you're coming up to the stop sign and you slow down. You're going like maybe, you know, three, four, five miles an hour, whatever, and, and no one's there. So you don't completely stop. You just roll right through. So a, a California stop for us is, is not then that, that you would stop your day job and then go home and work all weekend long. It's not that you would stop your work and then you would go busy yourself with recreation all weekend long. That's the California stop. We're talking about a Chick-fil-A Sunday stop here. You know, No working, no making money, no running around, chasing around. Just stop. And when you stop, you'll realize that there's more to life than busyness, chaotic situations, and endless moments of consuming work. When you stop, you can look and listen to God. When you stop, you can connect with God and that's where you get renewed. Stop. Live in such a way today that you can thrive tomorrow. You're at your best when you get rest. Why does God want us to have a Sabbath? God wants us to have a Sabbath so we can be renewed in our relationship with him. When we're renewed in our relationship with God, then we get real love, real joy, real peace, real comfort, real strength, real forgiveness, not just the words, not just head knowledge, but experience. And here's why we can have a renewed relationship with God. Because Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Remember when God was creating the world, he looked over it, 
said it was good and enjoyed it. I looked over everything and, and it was very good. And, and he stopped, he finished, he enjoyed it. He, he celebrated, it was complete. Jesus says on the cross, it's finished. The work of salvation is complete. God's love for you is complete. You don't have to compare yourself to others trying to prove yourself. You don't have to try and earn or get to the point where you deserve God's love. You already have it. It is finished. When you stop, you can remember what God has already done for you. And when you do that, you're getting your identity, your value, and your worth, and all that. And and, and when you stop, you can recall God's promises for you that last for an eternity. When you stop, get renewed in the loving kindness of God. So what does a renewed relationship with God look like? It looks like margin. You can't love in a hurry. Any parent knows that. Any spouse knows that. You can't love in a hurry. Any good friends, best friends, all that, no, you can't love in a hurry. There's no life hack or app for that. When I look back over my life, pretty much the worst moments were all because I was in a hurry even when it came to this most important and greatest mission of all. So how do you get margin in your life? You've got to create it. It's not just going to magically appear. You're going to have to realize that, that at least for so many of us, what we're doing, we're starting at the top left of the page and going all the way to the right and all the way down to the bottom, to the bottom, right? You, you're going to have to create margin intentionally. In other words, you're going to have to set some boundaries. In other words, you're going to have to say no. You're going to have to say no. Not just uh, bad things, but even good things. So that you can do great things. And I want you to know that if you're not used to saying no, you're, you're going to blow it from time to time. You're going to say no when you should have said yes, and you're going to say yes when you should have said no, but at least you're going to be in the game. You have to learn to say no, even to the good things, so that you can do great things. And I want you to know that God is all about the great things and that God works so amazingly in the margin of life. Psalm 46.10 says, be still 
and know that I am God. Be still. Stop scrolling. Stop arguing. Stop commenting. Stop talking. Stop. And know. Stop doubting. Don't need a, a second opinion. God's got it. God says, and know that I'm God. I'm sovereign. I know it may look chaotic to you, but I got it together. You're trying to figure out today's problem when I've got the solution all the way out there. I got it. I'm, I'm king. I, I am your shepherd. I'm going to nourish you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to feed you. You're mine. God, you be still and know that I am God. Stop and spend intentional time with God. Not to-do list time with God. Not busy time with God, but intentional time with God. For those of you who are believers in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, does it seem wise to you not to spend time with God every day? All of us, no matter who we are, we've, we've blown it. We've, we've done too much and we've done too little. We've been too lazy. It is finished. The Sabbath is fulfilled. Not in you and me, but in Jesus. You can rest in Jesus. It's finished. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an, an assignment. I'm getting it too. That, that for some, you cannot go back on this assignment, all right? If you're doing more than what I'm asking you to do, you can't go back, all right? Just saying that. I'm going to give you this assignment, and it may be, for some, the hardest next step that you've been given from this stage. Here it is. Stop. Stop and spend five minutes with God every day. Not with anyone else, not with anything else. Stop. You may not think that you have the time to do that. But what I want you to know is that you don't have the time not to do that. Because that's where your soul is going to be renewed. To not do that is just to settle and, and go back to normal. And if you haven't realized it, normal isn't working so well. Stop. Be renewed. God bless you and your week.
Let's pray. Lord God, we live in a, a chaotic world, chasing after this, that, and the other thing. And our world is, is looking for something different. They're looking for hope. Lead us to stop so that we receive the hope that we have in you. So that our world can see there's a difference. Because instead of exhaustion, you provide rest and hope. Jesus, you said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Help us to rest in you. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.